<sighs> what you looking at, Sally? What do you want? Nothing. Come on, everybody wants something. All right, I give up. Going on, everybody. It's Nairby here from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby at Degrassi Bowling Alleys all over the place. You just know there's a Degrassi Bowling Alley, at least in this show. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Degrassi, buddy. I believe it's episode seven. And today we will be, we will be recapping and discussing season two, episodes seven, eight, and nine as we continue through the journey of Degrassi life with Degrassi Junior High. And of course, we're going to eventually move on to Degrassi High. But for now, let's start by talking about episode seven of season two entitled Bottled Up, air date for February 15th, 1988. We start off with Kathleen coming home from school and she's excited because she's made the quest for the best uh, smart kid team, if you will. But when she returns home, she sees that her mom is drunk and she's passed out on the couch. Kathleen tries to help her out and will wake her up and send her to her room. But her mom just tells her to leave her alone. That's when the, the uh, phone rings and Kathleen picks it up and it's her dad. And she tells him excitedly about how she made the smart kids team. Yeah, quest for the best. So they're obviously the smart kids. And she asks her dad if he'll be back and back from business to watch her compete because it's going to be on TV. And her dad says no, which upsets Kathleen. He asks where uh, her mom is, and she, Kathleen tells her dad that her mom is that uh, she went away to the store. She hangs up, and that's when we get the credits, and it's time to finally humanize the Kathleen Mead character. I mean, she comes off as a real bitch, but come on, man. You gotta have a compassionate side, and uh, this episode is what does it. Okay, and after the what, Sally? Oh, she must have heard me saying her name earlier. After the credit, after the intro, we are in Hot Miss Avery's. That's right. She from now on, unless I forget, she will be known as Hot Miss Avery because she's hot and she's Miss Avery. So in Hot Miss Avery's class, the principal announces over the PA system that the quest for the best team, aka the Smart Kids team, that they have an upcoming competition. And the kids in class applaud, and they're excited about it. After class, Nancy gives Kathleen a surprise test question about what J.D. Salinger's best-known book is, and Kathleen answers correctly, it being Catcher in the Rye, which I read in high school. And, uh, alright, I, I didn't really care much for it, but that's just me. The quest for the best team is consisting of Kathleen, Caitlin, Nancy, and Tim. And this is one of those rare episodes where Nancy gets a good amount of lines. As I said in, in previous episode, Nancy was more of a background character. She was never a main character. They never gave her a dedicated storyline. She was just here and there throughout the entire series, all the way up until the, the School's Out movie of uh, Degrassi High. So this is uh, Nancy's turn to shine. Kathleen boasts that her mom is going to buy her a brand new outfit for the competition on TV. And Caitlin says that nobody's going to see it because of her school sweater. Nancy reminds all of them that they need to practice tomorrow. And Kathleen smugly says okay, but she doesn't need any practice. So they're keeping up with the Kathleen, you know, little snob character. But, you know, it's time to humanize her. Spoiler alert. Kathleen leaves and Caitlin says that Kathleen's a jerk. But they're all still glad that uh, Kathleen's on their team because she does know a lot. Outside, we are, see, we are joined by Scooter and a kid named Max. Now, people might be wondering, Max? Well, I was wondering the same thing. This is probably the only appearance of this kid, Max, in this whole run 
of Degrassi, period. Scooter and Max, the uh, mystery boy, they're discussing Dungeons and Dragons, and they're overheard by Arthur and Yick who make fun of them, calling them nerds, <laughs> and Arthur makes fun of Scooter's wagon, and Scooter replies that it's for his paper route. I had a paper route when I was a young teen. I didn't use a wagon, well, a wagon though. I used one of those, uh, those, uh, carts that had, like, this, the metal wires before they upgraded them to what they are now. I used one of those. And I wasn't a big fan of paper routes, especially on Sundays, man. You get those, oh, you get those, you have to, you have to assemble them because Sundays, the Toronto Sun, they, they come with all the different sections and, it takes hours to assemble them and then you gotta go out and deliver them and because there's so many of them they don't all fit into the damn buggy so you have to make three friggin' trips friggin' paper routes back in the day <sighs> yeah <sighs> so after Scooter remarks that the the wagon is for his paper route Scooter and uh, Max they see Rick and Max, remark, Max remarks that uh, he bets Rick's never been called a nerd. And Scooter replies, no way. He's as cool as a popsicle. <laughs> Max suggests that he and Scooter be like Rick by doing everything that Rick does. As Rick rides off on his cool bike, man. His, his bike, I don't know if those people may remember, but Rick has a, had that cool bike. Has the big tire in the back and the little tire in the front. Man, Rick is cool. Well, kind of cool. Not totally cool as we're going to find out. In this episode, we cut to the smart kids team, the quest for the best team. They're practicing questions and answers in the library. Kaylin asks, asks Kathleen the question, is alcohol a stimulant or a depressant? And Kathleen answers that it's a depressant. And she says that drinking is stupid. And Kayla remarks that it's okay in moderation. Scooter and Max bump into Rick in the hallway and he drops his notebook. They see that... A, they see a pack of cigarettes has dropped out uh, with his has uh, dropped with his uh, his school book, and they decide right then and there that they need they need to buy themselves some smokes. <laughs> but Scooter's a little iffy about it, and Max says, "Well, Rick smokes, and he's cool." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Hot Ms. Avery gives the quest for the best team a tape of their opponents to review. And the only place they can watch it is at Kathleen's house because Caitlin has company at her house and the others don't have a VCR. <laughs> yeah, a VCR. I still have a VCR. Haven't used it in <laughs> long ass time. But yeah, a VCR, man. Yeah, going back in time. So they suggest Kathleen's house, but she's hesitant because she doesn't want them to see her mom drunk. But they press her and press her and eventually she does agree. We go to Scooter and Max as they go to a pizza shop. And in this pizza shop, there is a vending machine, which actually you can buy cigarettes out of for real. They actually did have these things. Yeah, they it, back in the day, they weren't behind a friggin' uh, a store clerk, a store clerk counter. They had them in vending machines. You just put your coins in, pull on the thing, and your cigarettes pop out. And they had these in a pizza shop, and these kids were going to buy them. But but luckily, I was going to say unfortunately, luckily for them. The machine just takes their money and doesn't give them smokes. And that's when the pizza shop owner tells them to get the hell out of here, man. You're not going to buy a pizza. Get out. Take your... Well, no. They didn't have any smokes to take with them. But just leave. Damn it. We go to the quest for the best team. As they arrive at Kathleen's house. Which Tim remarks is a mess. Because there's papers, newspapers everywhere. And a couple of open liquor bottles. Yeah. 
Come on, Tim. Subtlety, you asshole. They put in the, v the, the VHS tape in the VCR. <laughs> and that's when Kathleen's mother comes down the stairs and she's drunk and stumbling. Kathleen tries to get her mom to go upstairs, but her mom wants to hang out. <laughs> and she makes a fool of herself, joking that she used to be smart, but then she got married and had Kathleen. Ha ha ha. Nancy, Tim, and Caitlin see what's going on and they get uncomfortable and they leave. Kathleen's mom wants them to stay, but they just leave anyway. Kathleen leaves. She goes upstairs and leaves her mom downstairs. Kathleen goes to her room and she cries on her bed. And I don't know about you all, but uh, I really feel bad for Kathleen at this time as they really are doing a good job of humanizing her. The next day at school, Rick shows up wearing a Degrassi Letterman sweater. And Joey and friends are making, are, they just make fun of him, but Rick laughs it off. Joey and friends consist of Joey, from what I remember, from what I remember, Joey, Shane, BLT, and Wheels. And the four of them are just throwing a volleyball around. So, all right. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, Rick laughs them off because he's cool. Yeah. Rick then asks Caitlin out for a burger and she agrees. Caitlin then asks Rick about the problems he had with his dad. And that's when Caitlin tells him what happened at Kathleen's house. And that she thinks that her mother was drunk. Rick tells Caitlin that it's Kathleen's problem and that Caitlin should just butt out. And he tells her that if Kathleen wants to talk to someone about it, she will. And then we also see a quick shot uh, in the background of Spike, who is, visibly, who is now visibly pregnant. We cut to Scooter and Max. Scooter arrives and Max shows him some cigarettes that Max took from his parent, that from his dad, and he tells him, after school, boys washroom, be there or be a nerd. <laughs> Scooter is still hesitant, but he agrees to it. We go to class. Caitlin tries to talk to Kathleen about what happened at her house, but Kathleen doesn't want to talk about it. Rick walks in and sees that Caitlin and Kathleen are having a bit of an, a little tense moment. Caitlin asks Kathleen if her mom was drunk. And Kathleen replies that her mom was just fine and she doesn't need any help. Caitlin sees the little, uh, sorry, Rick sees the little tiff between uh, Kathleen and Caitlin. And uh, he gets a little suspicious and he realized that uh, Kathleen is definitely having some problems at home because Rick has experience in this area. After class, Scooter and Max head to the boys' washroom to smoke in a shitter. <laughs> They start to smoke and they start coughing a lot. And while coughing, Max says, Is this great or what? <laughs> and Scooter replies that, Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> while they're coughing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, the quest for the best team is ready to leave for the competition. But Kathleen doesn't have her Degrassi sweater. And then she says that she'll call her mom and she'll have her mom bring it. This is in the office. And Rick walks in and he's, he asks the secretary, Doris, Doris Bell, for tickets to the taping of the show. But unfortunately, they're all sold out and uh, Rick is not happy. He's upset about it. Kathleen then calls her mom and asks her mom to bring her sweater. And her mom says, no problem. But she's like, bring it where? <laughs> and Kathleen says, bring it to the taping for crying out loud. We cut to Scooter and Max and they're feeling sick after smoking and they vow to never smoke again. Good on them. And I do not smoke cigarettes. I remember, here, here's a story. As we cut, let me just highlight where we are. There we are. I remember when I was a kid one day, a little kid, one night actually, at a drive-in. And I forget what movie we were there to watch. But I must have been, I was probably seven or eight. 
and I was in the back seat and uh, my mom had lit up a cigarette and I had asked her if I could try it puff and she said no so while nobody was looking I quickly reached over in front seat grabbed the cigarette from the ashtray put it in my mouth and instead of inhaling the smoke I swallowed it and as a result I instantly threw up all over the place and thanks to that Nerby doesn't smoke yeah so there we go trial and error big time anyway Max and Scooter over here Rick upset about not having tickets to the show and they offered to give him theirs and he, he gives uh, Rick and Alex their tickets and Rick says great thanks buddies and he high fives both of them which excites them <laughs> Yeah, so they're down. They're down with the Rickmeister. All right. <laughs> we go to the taping where Kathleen is uh, She's starting to get worried because her mom is nowhere to be seen with her sweater. Rick sees this as the floor director is telling all the students to get into the position at their desks. And, tells Ka and Kathleen says that she doesn't have her sweater. The floor director says, too bad. Just sit down. It's time to start. Rick sees this. And he gives Kathleen his sweater, which she happily accepts. The show starts and Kathleen is upset because her mother is nowhere to be found. There's an empty seat where her mom was supposed to be sitting, I guess. And Degrassi is facing Lieberman Junior High on the show. And the first question is asked to Degrassi about who inherited, who inherited the throne of Scotland at a certain point of time. And the team looked to Kathleen for the answer, but she's still off in a daze, thinking about her mother not showing up. And time runs out and they fail to answer the question. And that's when the other school is uh, given the opportunity to answer and they get it right, thus getting points for them and they get to steal Degrassi's points. And then it's time for the next question which Lieberman fails to answer. The question then goes to Degrassi. Kathleen buzzes and answers correctly which Rick and Rick responds from the crowd with, all right, Kathleen, and he's clapping and he's applauding the team. The questions continue and Kathleen answers correctly and eventually Degrassi wins. Well done, Kathleen and Smart Kids team. Outside after the taping, the team is very excited about their victory. Rick joins them and he congratulates Kathleen and Caitlin. And Rick wants to take Caitlin out for some burgers to celebrate, but Caitlin says that she can't because it's a school night. And uh, she suggests some other night and Caitlin's, sorry, Rick is fine with that. Kathleen offers Rick his sweater back and Rick tells her to keep it because it's cold and he can get it tomorrow. Kathleen then starts to walk home on her own and that's when Rick offers to walk her home saying, I wouldn't let anyone walk in the dark, not even you. <laughs> so they walk home together and that's when they start to have a talk and Rick asks about Kathleen's situation at home and he brings up that he heard Kathleen's mom is an alcoholic and Kathleen says that it isn't true. And Rick tells her that nobody's parents are perfect and says that it's good that you take care of your mom, but you've got to take care of yourself too. They continue walking together as Rick starts telling Kathleen about the problems he's had with his dad and how he got help. Kathleen returns home and she confronts her mom who was drunk and has no idea where Kathleen was all night and she was worrying. Kathleen reminds her that she was at the taping and she starts yelling at her mom about her, how her mom is never there. And her mom says that Kathleen is old enough to take care of herself. And Kathleen replies that she's only 13 and she's only a kid. Kathleen then tells her mom that her drinking is out of control. And her mom says that her drinking is just fine. Kathleen then calls her mom a drunk. And then her mom slaps her in the face. 
She quickly apologizes as Kathleen runs up to her room, looks in the mirror, wipes her tears from her eyes, and you really got a feel for her. I like that they're humanizing Kathleen, man, because I like the Kathleen character, especially with Melanie together. Those two are awesome, but I like that they're giving her reason to like her. She's still a snob. She still has snobby moments from here until her the end of her run, but I like that they humanize her because she's a great character, Kathleen Mead. The next day at school, everybody is congratulating Kathleen on the victory, as if she did it all on her own. <laughs> she gives Rick his sweater back and thanks him for walking her home, which surprises Caitlin. Kathleen then tells Rick that she's going to take his advice about calling the children's help group as Caitlin is behind looking suspiciously. And that's when the credits roll as Kathleen is looking at Rick and smiling. <laughs> but what a great episode. Excellent episode. As I said, my I really like that they that they were humanizing Kathleen, giving her, giving people a reason to, to like her. I mean, she's still a snob, but she does have her moments, especially when she has Melanie to work off of. And we're going to get more of Melanie Kathleen as the series, as the series, including Degrassi High goes on. But that was episode seven bottled up of Degrassi Junior High. And we move on now to season two, episode eight entitled Sealed with a Kiss. Air date, February 22nd. 1988. We start in school and everybody is excited about the upcoming school dance. And Erica hopes that she'll meet a guy at the dance, but Heather is just looking forward to hanging out with friends. Erica then goes to the office and gives Secretary Doris a list of monitors for the school dance. And Dora asks Erica where her late slip is. Erica insists that it was not her who was late, but it was her uh, twin sister Heather. Oh, sorry, Heather. This is, oh, I'm getting them mixed up. Right? Yeah. No, it was Erica. Yeah, Erica. Erica insists that it was Heather who was late. Doris doesn't buy it. And Erica says, remarks that she's sick and tired of people mixing them up. And that's when we get the intro. So even I get the twins mixed up. Even though they do have distinguished... They do have a... Like, I find anyway, that they do have at least one... Fe maybe two features that do distinguish one from the other. That being that... Uh, Heather seems to have a bigger forehead, slightly bigger, and kind of crooked teeth, while Erica doesn't have that big a forehead and has mostly normal looking teeth, but it's still easy to get them mixed up. Anyway, after class, Wheels tells the Zit Remedy that he has to go see Hot Ms. Avery. Alexa is excited about the upcoming dance and remarks that to the twins that she's going to dance with every cute boy there, <laughs> even though she's going out with Simon. And as they talk about the dance, Erica watches Alexa walk by with Simon. And Erica asks Heather if she thinks that they French kiss. Heather thinks that that's gross, but Erica thinks it's romantic. Heather then tells Erica that she needs to be more responsible. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. As we're going to find out later in Degrassi High how Erica needs to be more responsible. But hey, this show pushes the envelope for a reason. Why? Because it's awesome. The twins go into the girls' washroom where they discover Stephanie, who's cleaning up. Not she, she wasn't dressed in her Madonna gear. I guess she's just washing her face. And they ask Stephanie if she's going to the dance, and Stephanie says no, which surprises the twins. And as Stephanie leaves, one of the twins, I don't know which one, <laughs> remarks that Stephanie's shirt at the back is untucked, but Stephanie doesn't care. And she just leaves, and they remark that Stephanie's been acting weird lately. 
and they think it's because of her dad is reopening the divorce case and wants custody of her and Arthur. Yeah, interesting things happening with Stephanie these next couple episodes. Meanwhile, Joey and Wheels, sorry, Joey and Snake are waiting for Wheels outside of Hot Ms. Avery's room. The meeting finishes and Wheels tells him that he doesn't need tutoring anymore, which means the Zit Remedy is back together, baby. Alright. Erica is at home picking out her outfit for the dance of Heather, as Heather walks in, and she's glad to see that the outfit that Heather, that Erica, sorry, has picked matches the one that Heather has picked. And that's when Erica decides to put on a different outfit. <laughs> she finds a different outfit and says that it's perfect, and tonight's gonna be special. We go to the dance, and there's kid, kids there from St. Mary's school. And there, all the Degrassi, all the St. Mary's boys are asking, asking the Degrassi girls to dance. A Snake, Joey, a Snake and Joey, are remarking about it jealously. <laughs> Simon, and meanwhile, Simon is just sitting there, like two feet away, as Alexa, his girlfriend, is dancing with another boy. <laughs> Simon, come on, dude. Meanwhile, Erica walks off with a St. Mary's boy, and they leave the gym together. They sit in a stairwell where Erica tells this boy, whose name is Aaron, how much, she, how much she dislikes being a twin. And she says that she's sick of people thinking that she and her sister are interchangeable. And just for once, she'd like to have a birthday to herself. Aaron looks into Erica's eyes and he tells her that she's beautiful. And they begin kissing. We go back to the dance and Heather pulls Alexa away from the St. Mary's boy. And that's when Simon stands up wanting a turn with his girlfriend, but she just ignores him and leaves with Heather. Oh, Simon. Poor dude. <laughs> oh, Heather and Alexa go looking for Erica, and they get to the doorway of the stairwell, and that's where they see Erica and, the, and Aaron making out. Erica's sick. Sorry, Heather is sicked out by it, but Alexa is amazed at the way they're kissing. And she's sure that they must be tongue kissing, but she's dragged away by Heather. That night at home, Erica tells Heather that when Aaron kissed her, she felt like a real woman, and that Heather's too young to understand what it's like, and that she and Aaron French kissed, which shocks Heather. Erica then says that she and Aaron are gonna start dating, and that when Heather's older, she'll understand. <laughs> Heather then points out that she's only six minutes younger than Erica. <laughs> But Erica insists that Heather is much too immature, and she's dull and boring, and Heather replies that at least she's not easy, and that ticks off Erica. Heather asks, you know, what do you call kissing a total stranger? And Erica replies that Aaron's not a stranger. He's very nice. <laughs> God. <laughs> the next day at school, Joey tells Snake and Wheels about a dream he had where they were performing in front of thousands of people. And the girls were going nuts and they were loving it. And Snake and Wheels just blow, just laugh them off. Joey asks them if they want to practice that night. Wheels says, sure. Snake says, sure, I guess. Which confuses Joey. Meanwhile, still outside, Simon and Alexa are having a little discussion. And Simon is upset about Alexa dancing with those other boys at the dance. The twins then show up and Erica is wearing a scarf around her neck. And she takes a throat lozenger. Alexa leaves Simon, not, not leaves him, but walks away and joins the twins and tells them that Simon is jealous and it's so romantic. <laughs> oh, Alexa, what a quirk. <laughs> Alexa then asks about Aaron and Erica tells Heather, sorry, Aaron, 
and Erica tells Heather and Alexa that Aaron is really nice and his father has a convertible and Aaron, Aaron is in high school and he can drive and he offered to take her out in his car. Yeah. After class, Radish tells the students of an upcoming project where they will have to work in pairs and he immediately pairs up the twins together who voice their unhappiness and they voice that they'd rather each be paired with someone else. So that's when um, Erica is paired with uh, Alexa and Heather is paired with Stephanie. And the subjects of these uh, the topics that they can choose from for these projects, one is smoking and the other is mononucleosis. And happily, Heather happily remarks that her and Erica, she says, Oh, we'll do the kissing diseases. Or no, she says, Oh, we'll do the kissing disease. I love diseases. <laughs> oh, man, she's great. In the library, Heather, who is partners with Stephanie for the assignment, remarks about Erica and Aaron, but Steph doesn't want to hear about it. She snaps at, uh, at Erica. She just doesn't want to hear nothing about it. But she quickly apologizes about, about uh, snapping, and she's about to confide in Heather about something, but she quickly stops herself. So something's going on with Stephanie. Meanwhile, Alexa and Erica are researching mononucleosis, and Erica finds it hot in the library, and she has a really sore throat. Alexa then suddenly, based on what she's been reading, thinks that Erica has gotten mono, and Erica kind of freaks out about it. After class, Erica is upset that Erica, sorry, Erica is, is upset that Aaron gave her mononucleosis, and Alexa replies, well, at least he didn't give you AIDS. <laughs> well, it's true. I don't mean to laugh, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with bringing up facts, is there? <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut to the Zit Remedy, and they're practicing their one and only song. Joey wants to practice the song again, but Snake wants to leave, and Joey's not happy about it. Aaron then arrives at the twins' house to pick up Erica for a, to, for a date, but Heather answers the door, and Erica confuses uh, Heather for Erica, but uh, Heather corrects him. Erica goes upstairs, sorry, Heather goes upstairs to get Erica, and Erica says that Heather should just tell Aaron that she's not feeling well. And Heather does this. Aaron then asks Heather if she wants to go for a ride instead. And he tells her that she's pretty much the same as her sister, right? <laughs> I mean, they're twins after all. Heather's unwilling at first. And then that's when Aaron tells her that Erica told Aaron that Erica said Heather, <laughs> sorry, is not spontaneous at all. And that angers Heather. So she changes her mind and she agrees to go out for a drive with Aaron. Erica overhears this and she looks out her window and she sees Heather leaving with Aaron from her bedroom window. And Aaron takes Heather for a ride, pulls her over to talk, and he just assumes, because they're twins, <laughs> that Heather feels the same way about him that Erica did. And he doesn't listen when uh, Heather's explaining that, unlike Erica, Heather likes being a twin. She's fine with it. But as I said, Aaron's not listening. And he uses the same you're beautiful line on Heather that he used on Erica. And he kisses Heather. And Heather's unwilling at first, but then she goes in for it. But then quickly pulls back and gives him a nasty look. 
We cut to meanwhile Joey and Wheels and they're at a local hangout having milkshakes. Snake shows up and tells him that he won't be able to practice with him after school because he's been taking classical guitar lessons. And at first he didn't like it, but now he's really digging it and he wants to continue doing it. He says that it's two nights a week, so he doesn't think he'll be able to stay with the zit remedy. So, oh no, first it was Wheels and now Snake. We go back to the twins' house. Heather returns home from uh, Aaron, hanging out with Aaron. She goes, as he's about to just storm into the house, Aaron remarks that maybe, or he suggests that maybe the three of them can all go out sometime. <laughs> Fucking losers, for, stop swearing. <laughs> you friggin' loser. <sighs> Erica tells Heather, uh, Erica finally tells Heather what the real problem is with her throat and tells her that she's got mononucleosis and Aaron gave it to her via kissing. And that upsets uh, Heather. No, sorry. Or that um, that upsets one of them. The one, sorry. The, okay, no. He, uh, these two, these twins are confusing the shit out of me. Erica tells Heather that she kissed Aaron, and that upsets Erica because Aaron apparently gave Erica mono, and upon hearing this, Heather. Starts worrying that now she's gonna get mono. These twins are making me nuts. <laughs> and as a result, they both go to a clinic to get tested for mono. And they eventually find out that Erica actually has uh, tonsillitis while Heather is fine. So Aaron might be a scumbag dickwad, but he didn't give anybody mono, but he's still a scumbag dickwad. At home, Heather gives Erica some ice cream and she tells her that when Erica. Uh, guess her tonsils out, they'll really be different. <laughs> they make up, and Erica asks Heather if she really liked Aaron. Heather says no. Erica says that she did like him, and that's another difference between the two. And then we get the credits. So they're buds again. <laughs> another great episode. Talking about mononucleosis and stuff, and also the potential of the zit remedy breaking up as Snake wants to... I don't see why they have to break up. I mean, Snake, it's good that he's practicing classical guitar, even though the zit remedy are a rock band. <laughs> but bloody hell, they can use his classical guitar skills to come up with a second song. <sighs> Which, spoiler alert, they never do. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> and finally, we go to episode 9 of season 2. Entitled Dog Days. Episode, air date, February 29th, 1988. Yes, that's right. 1988 was a leap year. And this was one of those pushing the envelope episodes. We start and Stephanie is having a dream where she's at a tall bridge and she's looking down. And as she's looking down, her alarm goes off and it wakes her up. And her mom finishes... Meanwhile, her mom finishes talking to Arthur on the phone... And she sees that Stephanie isn't ready for school yet, and she demands that Stephanie get up. But Stephanie doesn't want to go to school, but her mom insists. And Stephanie gets up, and she remarks to herself that she wishes she were dead. And that's when we get the intro. Stephanie arrives for school, and she's joined by Arthur, who wants to talk, but she tells him to buzz off. Arthur tells her that he has something to show her. And it's a puppy in it. He's got a little puppy in his bag that he's brought to school. And the puppy's name is Phil. And Phil followed Arthur home one day. So he kept him. <laughs> Stephanie tells Arthur that he's going to get in trouble for bringing a dog. And Arthur assures her that the dog will be quiet. We go to class. 
Alexa sees uh, Simon, sorry, Stephanie, sees Alexa and Simon closely talking, and it she doesn't like it at all. She just rolls her eyes. And Stephanie talks to the twins and saying how her and her mom were supposed to go out, but her mom went out with Jerry instead. And she can't wait for her mom and Jerry to break up. And on top of that, her father, who Stephanie doesn't get along with, wants custody of her and Arthur. Stephanie says that her life is a disaster and she may as well kill herself. The twins say that that's not funny and Steph replies, who's joking? And she looks depressed as hell. Radich arrives and he says he's got good news and bad news. The good news is that they're getting close to the end of the school year and the class cheers. The bad news is that they have to survive the exam first. And while he's telling them this, Stephanie is paying no attention at all. She's just looking off into the distance. And she's having more thoughts of a bridge. And we cut to seeing a bridge and there's a subway train passing by underneath it. And uh, pretty sure that this bridge is the bridge in between Broadview and Castle Frank TTC stations. That's right, for those of you who do not know. Our TTC, Toronto Transit Commission subway station, in between Broadview and Castle Frank stations, you actually, on the subway, go outside but underneath the bridge and you're really high up and you get a great view. And uh, that's when a lot of people these days... When, they, when the subway gets to that point in the destination or the journey, they take out their cell phones because they get a Wi-Fi signal and they check their friggin', I guess their any light clicks and shit. Then, of course, once they get quickly back underground, they put their phones away. <laughs> it's funny seeing that shit on the, on, the, on the subways. I mean, it's not just between Castle, as I veer off, it's not just between Castle Frank and Broadview that you go outside. There's another line line. You see, we have the, the Shepherd line, the young line and the bluer line, and on the, I, I'm, I, it's one of the lines. There's a lot of travel outside in the subway, but there's also pretty much an equal amount underground. And it's funny, like when I'm on these subways and I'm just sitting there just chilling, listening to my music, when the subway exits the underground and is outside, I'd like to look around and you just see how many people just take out their cell phones <laughs> to just check, to, like who knows what they're, they're obviously looking for emails and I guess like clicks on social media posts and shit. It's just, it's just funny to see. It's just, wow, how people are just addicted to that shit. But what you gonna do? It's their, it's their right to be addicted. Anyway, we cut to hot Ms. Avery's class. And while she's giving a lesson, Arthur's dog whimpers in the bag and then it starts to bark. And while it starts, when it starts to bark, Arthur fakes a cough and tr to try to cover it up, but hot Ms. Avery isn't buying it. She walks over to Arthur, opens up his bag and finds the dog. And she sends Arthur to the principal's office. And that's when we cut to the principal's office. And leaving Mr. Lawrence's office, Mr. Lawrence is the principal. Leaving Mr. Lawrence's office, Mr. Lawrence, we never see Mr. Lawrence though. We only hear, ever hear his voice. Mr. Lawrence tells Arthur, if I see that dog on school property again, Mr. Kobolowski, you're going to regret it. Yeah, Arthur Kobolowski. Meanwhile, Stephanie's last name is Stephanie K. <laughs> anyway, Arthur is told to leave the dog with Secretary Doris and he can pick it up at the end of the day. We go back to Radich's class and Radich is, having a, is giving a lecture during which Stephanie, once again, is just staring off into nowhere. The bell rings, class ends, and after class, Mr. Radish tells Stephanie that she wants to see her afterwards. And he asks her why she hasn't participated much lately. And he's asking more questions and more questions as she just sits there defiantly 
and she doesn't answer until he asks her about how things are at home and she snaps and says that everything's fine and he says that he and the counselors are available to her and if she ever wants to talk she ignores him and asks if she can leave and he lets her leave Stephanie having some problems well they are writing out they are after all you know spoiler alert writing the Stephanie character out of the series as uh, Nicole Stoffman, the, the actress who plays Stephanie K, will shortly after this be joining the cast of a new sitcom in America, which is was actually filmed in Canada, but a sitcom called Learning the Ropes, a sitcom where the lead actor is Lyle Alzado, who plays a professional wrestler. And Stephanie K, a.k.a. Nicole Stoffman, plays his daughter. And that show, I watched a few episodes of that, of that show, and it didn't last more than a season. So what you going to do? Anyway, the twins talk to Stephanie afterwards, and they offer to let her come with them to the mall to meet some boys. And they say that maybe they have a friend. But Stephanie's not interested, and she tells them that she'd just be in the way, and her relationships never work anyway. Heather wonders about Stephanie's comments about suicide and if they're true. And Erica says that, you know, Stephanie's just over-dramatizing. And in the background, we see Shane and Spike seeming to be getting along. So, yeah, but they don't have any lines, but they're just there in the background to remind everybody that, hey, we still exist. <laughs> After school, Arthur has the Arthur gets the dog back and Ick asks, Ick, Yick asks Arthur, what he's going to do with the dog as they put a little piece of string around the dog's neck to act as a makeshift makeshift leech leash <laughs> and they end up and they walk home while walking home yick remarks to arthur that he'd hate it if his parents got a divorce and arthur says that it's you know it, it isn't so bad after a while <sighs> then we go to stephanie's house where arthur was asked for dinner so arthur's there at for dinner so they can all have dinner together. They're having lasagna. <sighs> Arthur brings Phil, but uh, the mom says that Phil has to stay out. Phil the dog. Phil has to stay outside. And at dinner, Stephanie's playing with her food instead of eating it, and her mom doesn't like it. And she's telling her, telling her to eat. Mom then tells Stephanie and Arthur that she and Jerry are planning to get married. Stephanie doesn't like this, and she says that they've only been dating for two months. And her mom replies that sometimes you don't need a lot of time to know something's right. And then the mother tells Arthur that she plans on trying to get custody of him so that he and Stephanie can both live with her and Jerry, but neither Stephanie or Arthur like that idea. Visibly on their face, you can tell they don't like that idea. They like the things, well, for the most part anyway, Stephanie's not liking life, but Arthur's liking the way things are currently. The next morning, Stephanie hasn't gotten out of bed yet as her mom leaves for work. And she tells Stephanie that Jerry's going to be coming for dinner that night. We cut to Yick and Arthur who are walking to school. And Arthur remarks that he doesn't want the living situation, current living situation, to change. And that's when the dog barks and we realize that Arthur has brought the dog to school again. Damn it, Arthur. <laughs> we go to Radish's class where he's reading to the class and Stephanie's desk is empty. The twins notice this and they're wondering where Stephanie could be. And that's when we cut to Stephanie who's walking under a bridge and she's looking up at it. And she's not looking happy at all. After class, Arthur and Yick check on the dog that they tied up in the boiler room. But the dog is gone. And that's when the janitor shows up and brings Phil out. 
and the janitor sends both of them to the office. We cut to the office, Arthur leaves, and he reveals that he's gotten detention for a week. And he's being sent home early. And Yick doesn't like Yick is jealous that Arthur gets to call home early. And Arthur tells him that he's got detention next week. And Yick replies, big deal. I get detention all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Arthur ponders what to do with the dog. And he goes to a park on his way home after getting sent home lucky. Oh, sent home early, the lucky little punk. <laughs> And that's where he finds Stephanie on the swings, and she's looking not happy at all. Stephanie tells Arthur that she didn't feel like going to school today, and Arthur says that mom's going to be mad. Stephanie snaps and tells Arthur that their, her, their mom doesn't care, and she could just kill herself and her mom wouldn't care. Arthur says, Arthur says that that isn't true. Arthur then asks what Jerry's like, and asks Stephanie if, if he's going to have to call Jerry dad. Stephanie remarks that she doesn't know and she just wants to be left alone because she has her own problems. Arthur gets up and says that he'd happily help, that he'd gladly help Stephanie if she could, if he could, and he just leaves. We cut to Stephanie and Mom's house, where Jerry and uh, Stephanie's and Arthur's mom are cuddling on the couch and they're talking about wedding dresses. Arthur arrives home and tells his mom that school ended early. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Jerry's there and he helps Arthur give Phil a bath with a hose and he tries to bond with Arthur, suggesting that the two of them go to a baseball game sometime and Arthur replies that he usually goes with his dad. That's when Stephanie re returns home from her outing. And her mom asks Stephanie to help in the kitchen, which Stephanie does. Her mom says to Stephanie that they need to have a talk and Stephanie says no they don't. Stephanie then has a fit when Jerry and Arthur uh, go back in the house with the dog and Jerry remarks that we need to get a new hose. Stephanie doesn't like the word we as she flips the hell out. Jerry starts to tell Arthur about a dog he once had and Stephanie interrupts him telling them that nobody cares and her mom gets ticked off. Stephanie then talks about killing herself and Arthur tells his mom that the current situation is kind of hard on him and Stephanie. Stephanie tells Arthur to stay out of it and Arthur angrily, rep angrily replies, why should I? It's my problem too. You don't have to change your bedroom. You don't have to move. Stephanie, her mom, Stephanie and her mom then get, in an argue with Ar get, then get in an argument as Arthur quietly leaves with the dog. They eventually after this realize that Arthur's gone, Jerry offers to go after Arthur and find him, but Stephanie shoots him down and says that she'll do it because she's, you know, she's his sister. Stephanie then finds Arthur at the playground swinging. Arthur's there talking to the dog and suggesting that he and the dog run away together so nobody will yell at him. That would mean that Arthur wouldn't get an allowance. <laughs> Arthur then, sorry, Stephanie then apologizes to Arthur and they come up with a plan to talk to their mom. Stephanie then gets a little happy. She pets the dog and she offers to help Arthur, or she offers to clean up her act so maybe their mom will let them keep Arthur. And that's when the credits roll. And it, and I have to say, man, Arthur and Stephanie, great characters. And I really did feel for them this episode, especially Stephanie, man. Nicole Stoffman did a great job playing Stephanie. I don't know if this is the last episode for the Stephanie character. It probably isn't. 
but I think for the most part, after this, she becomes a background character until she finally, Steph, Nicole Stoffman, finally leaves the show to go pursue other interests, other to go pursue other interests, other than what also known as learning the ropes. Which, me as a wrestling fan, unfortunately, that show did not last very long. But hey, she at least tried. But that was the Grassy Buddy episode seven. That was episodes what seven, eight, and nine. Of, uh, yeah, 7, 8, and 9 of Degrassi Junior High, episode, season number 2. Join us next, join me next time for episode 8 of Degrassi Buddy, where we will be continuing and finishing season 2 of Degrassi Junior High with four episodes. And they are entitled Censored, Trust Me, He's Back, and Past Tense. And He's Back is another one of those pushing the envelopes one as a uh, certain creepy teacher substitute teacher returns to Degrassi Junior High. So join me for those episodes and more later on as of course we're also going to be covering episode season 3 and then we're going to move on to Degrassi High. As for Degrassi Next Generation, don't know. I do have uh, 9 seasons of that on DVD but I haven't been getting much feedback on these things so as of now, probably going to end this all at School's Out movie. So y'all got anything to say, you better say it, feedback, and encourage me, damn it. Encourage me. Just like Stephanie needed encouragement. <sighs> Serialandgrapejuice.com. I'm Nairby on Twitter. I'm Nairby on Instagram. I'm also Nairby on the subway. <laughs> but anyway, join me for more episodes of Degrassi Buddy. Go there for more episodes of Degrassi Buddy at Serialandgrapejuice.com. As well as recipes with videos. Uh, movie Buddy episodes. Marvel Buddy episodes. And yeah, leave feedback, man. Come on, people. I know some of you, a lot of you watch this show. You have stuff to say. Surely some of you had a crush on some of these characters. Hell, I had a crush on some of these characters, man. I'll get into that, I guess, as, as this thing goes, as this, as Degrassi Buddy goes on, man. I haven't talked about that, have I? I had a crush on several of the, of the Degrassi girls, man. Back in the day. Uh, spoiler alert, one of them was Caitlyn. A lot of us boys dug Caitlyn, and she was one of my crushes. But as I said, I crushed on many of them. Yeah, because they were great. Anyway, SerialAndGrapeJuice.com. We'll see you next time for another enjoyable episode of Degrassi Buddy as we conclude Season 2 of Degrassi Junior High. And uh, the finale was a very uh, interesting one, especially concerning Spike. So join us. Be there. Or be a nerd. Nerd. <laughs>